Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe, the number is 94198377. You've been listening Your bike is your bike is discovery. I think it's on. Your bike is discovery. Your bike is freedom. Doesn't matter where you are. When you're on the saddle, you're taken away. That's from Doug Donaldson. And before we go any further, good morning, Faith. Good morning, Val. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're just... It's uh, been a while since we've been in the studio. And, yes. Looking and, at the, oh, the wrong lights. That's all right. <laughs> I thought it would be... Um, anyway, you're listening to the Arabug Radio Show here on the 3CR. Many thanks to Amy Goodman and Democracy Now! from the catch-up in America. Um... We're here on a um, lovely spring day in Melbourne. <laughs> We've had, a, uh, I think, most of the East Coast, South Australia, most of regional Victoria, most of New South Wales, a lot of Queensland. Um, we've had a lot of rain in the last three or four weeks all over the continent and for a country that's the driest country in the world that probably can't do us much harm. But we've got a little show on what's happening in the bike world, a couple of... Um, Things about bridges completed and new routes done. A bit of a catch up on yeah. some of the news over the summer break, just in case there's uh, things... something you've missed. Well, if you know, you might have been busy enjoying yourself out riding your bike and not looking at what's going on. So, yeah, it's a good bad. time to catch up. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> now, <clears throat> so let's start the show. Let's have a. Um, I'm sorry, bike moments. Do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? I'm, I'm, I'm not fast. For long-time long listeners and actually for somebody just new to the show, um, we have a – there's a little bit of a running gag. And, I mean, it's a, amongst a lot of commuters, actually, that uh, after you get the first three red, green lights on your morning commute, you start to sweat about the next one that's coming up, hoping for – in my case, the ride to 3CR, I think, is um, – Five cards, so five sets of lights, and um, I get the first two, and it's always the third one that's a struggle, I think, because it's Hoddle Street, and just next to um, North Richmond Station, and I came over the top of the hill after that little round, but it was still green, and the rain is pouring down, I think, I'm going to make this, and of course, you know, 
as always, ten yards before it, it turns to orange. It turns to um, caution and then red. So I sat there, and I looked up and look. I see this building all the time, and I always take note of it. And I look across the lovely. I mean, you wouldn't want to live on Hoddle Street, but uh, an old two-story, two up, uh, straight across the road, and the one you're looking straight at is Nirvana. <laughs> So I'm thinking, well, I'm close. I'm close. There is a 10-foot brick wall around the front of Navarra, though, unfortunately. So you can look inside, but you can never walk through the front door. <laughs> you, just, you know it's there, but you can't get in. Faith. My bike moment, well, it was very similar, and this happens to me maybe once a year. Um on my ride to 3TR, I have two intersections with some of the longest wait times. Oh, That's yeah. the um, Nicholson Street and the Park Street Capital City Trail. Yep. And then again at Alexandra Parade where Fitzroy Pool is. Yep. So um, this morning, um, came around the bend from behind the bike shop, surprised to see a green light, so got across oh, yeah, yeah. there. Um and then got to Alexandra Parade and same thing happened, already uh, green. And then, just to top it off, got to Johnson Street and it was green. It turned green just as I was approaching. So it was, uh, that's it. That's me done for the year. <laughs> From now on, I'm going to be standing waiting for seven minutes or something. But uh, uh. used up all the good luck in the first uh, yep. <laughs> week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look at the other um, little bike moment I had a, um, one of my um, normal little rides around the Capital City Trail um, You know, I can get a little bit stuck in my ways But it's a good hour and a half, two hours for me Which is a nice ride And um, look, somebody thoughtfully put out about um, I'm going to say a dozen bicycle tyres and tubes Beside one of the park benches um, Along that top end uh, of the Capital City Trail and um, it was uh, there myself and a couple yep. of other people picking through them. <laughs> I got a couple of lovely um, tubes that I've always needed and a couple of um, um, 700 tyres I could use. But it was, whoever, if you're ever listening, thank you very much. It was, um, I presume most of them would be gone by now, but it was a lovely little wait. Nice surprise. Well, and it, look, it's good therapy. I think a lot of bicycle people tend to hoard stuff. Like, I'm going to use that sometime. I know I'm particularly yep. guilty sometimes. So it's nice to have that, uh, you know, that cleaning out every now and then. Yes, yeah. Bring it back to square one. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> where are we going to start with events? Well, I thought what we the f- could first mention is uh, some news from this weekend. And that was a, a ride organised by another collective uh, in support of the Gaza Sunbirds. And hopefully sometime in the next few weeks we'll be able to have someone on the show talking in more depth about this. So the Gaza Sunbirds are a Paralympic um, cycling group. Palestinians who are disabled and disabled through interactions with the Israeli Defence Force. Yeah. Uh, and they ride bicycles. And they have, with the current situation, switched their focus to providing support in Gaza for people who've lost their homes and um, 
been impacted in all the really terrible ways that we've seen. So there was a global call out for rides yesterday. Yep. And one was organised in uh, Sydney and Melbourne. I think about 100 people attended in the rain yesterday in Melbourne. So that was quite good. a good turnout. And then meeting up with the rally yep. in the city. Um, and there's a, a fundraising link so to provide funds for them to continue their support. They're providing um, new baby packages, food packages Good. and other support for local organisations with the idea being they provide initial support before um, more outside organisations yep. are able to move in. Yep. Uh, so we'll post a link up to that in the podcast. Yep. Um, if you have a look at gazasunbirds.org, You'll also find more information about them and a link to where you can donate. Okay. Um, something to look forward to and something to look up and we'll chase this down. We'll try and get somebody on because obviously this is going to be an ongoing thing for a while. Yes, unfortunately. Mm. So other sort of local news over the summer. Yep. I mean... And the big news is uh, the Walmart Street Bridge has reopened. It's such a small bridge. It's, I'm it's sorry. Looming large in the collective. Uh, I, I, there's so much to say about some. Um, look, it was. I was a little bit shocked because look, it's on, it's one of my um, uh, dog walking tracks. I've got to say, and it's been uh, what's well, 18 months. Uh, from um, closure to where we are now. Um, and look, I think it was the Saturday before Christmas and uh, we'd walked up there and um, there was no sign saying it was open, but I could hear the bicycles going across. <laughs> and we'd been up, you know, I've been... Because um, it, uh, it's... Doing the bridges stopped me from going for one of my nice long walks some mornings. And... Um, so we've been watching from behind that fence how it's... And, you know, I've brought it up on the show a couple of times. Um, and, look, there was people walking over, talking to each other, smiling. It was really um, quite a funny little morning. It was a big event. People was uh, sharing on social media and just that. And and you're right, not just for riders, like yeah. lots of walkers and people oh, yeah, yeah. You know, able to resume because there's... There's no nice alternative for if you're on foot or by bike. Look, I think, look, too, and look, we've got, I'm, I've been across it, you know, four or five times now because it's, I've put it in the league. I, I mean, you, I would have noticed before, but a lot of people walk across that bridge to go shopping. Mm, yeah. You know, a lot of people walk across that bridge to connect to the trams. Yeah. It's a, I yeah. mean, I've always, you know, looked at it in some ways as a bike bridge, but it's a, quite an important link up yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, um, um, and, and uh, the saga is years in the making. Yes, um, <laughs> we we won't go into the detail, but well, uh, I'm, I'm going to go into okay, one of the okay. details. I've <laughs> 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 no, go on. It's a, it's it has been a saga, right? and look, I a um, couple of things, two different. Um, the bridge was heritage listed, mm. so there's an idea that you couldn't change the width of the bridge, you couldn't change anything about that, and that is that centre span uh, on that bridge. And we all know it's a little bit narrow. 
Um, so, look, the on the north side, it came from federal funding to fix that up. I'm not sure whether Burundara would have ever tackled it by themselves, but that's what federal government funding mm. and state government funding is for, to fix those sort of things. I've got a um, – look, I'm not 100% sure on this, but most – because it runs through one of the properties on the south side, I'm pretty sure the developer had a as even – stumped up for the ramp on the Yarra side, obviously with a bit of Yarra Council as well. Well, even more so, it, the developer wanted to use public land, uh, so yes. has had to make a commitment but, yeah. to do that, and that's where the hold-up has been. Uh, um, I, didn't know I don't that. know why it took the private sector so much longer than everyone else. But I look at... Um, I, I mean, Faith, if you can ever work out why property developers do things, you had, had, um, if I mean, you can cut your nose off to spite your face. Look, the one thing that um, – and look, everybody loved it. And the ramp is gentle, incline, only one switchback, very wide. Rails are great through DDA the whole compliant. Bit. Yep. Everything's lovely. Yep. It really is a nice attack. And the approach from the other side, they've taken all the steepness out of it. They've still got a lot of uh, stuff to do underneath it, which is usually a nice place. But the thing I was struck with is, I mean, for those who know the bridge, the bridge itself is just made up of boards across the, the girders. And I think it's about six or seven, five or six, seven years ago now, they replaced half a dozen of them very well because it starts to make a noise. But the one thing you noticed at the opening, they hadn't fixed any of the other boards, and there are two or three of them every time a bike hits it. You can hear it from 200 metres away on a quiet morning. Must drive those people around it absolutely crazy. <laughs> oh, to spend all that money and then not replace two or three boards on the bridge itself. Yeah. Yep. Seems to me something got stuck. Anyway. All hail the Warmer Street Bridge. Yes. Yep. Nice to have something finished. Um, and again, very local uh, yep. and maybe interesting for some listeners. Darabin last month, uh, Council made a commitment to carry out some safety improvements along South Crescent in Northcote and Newcastle Street in Thornbury and South Preston. Um and these include a modal filter that would prevent cars driving the full length of the street. It's you know, um, oh, yeah. South Crescent's used by particularly a lot of school children, um, and would involve removing a small amount of car parking. Um, Newcastle Street, they're considering wombat crossing at the roundabout, speed control measures, and traffic lights with bike lanes through the Dunder Street intersection. Oh no, we yeah. So. There is now um, announced someone has put forward a rescission motion to upend that council resolution and there will be a special council meeting tonight, Monday the 8th. Uh, So if you want to get involved, you can have a look at the Streets Alive Darabin page where they've got information about the proposals, what happens if the rescission motion is uh, what happens if the motion is rescinded, and what you can do um, 
it might be a bit late to write to councillors, but you could email them, ring them up, let them know that you would support the safety improvements. And I'm not sure what the timing is with Darabin, but you might still be able to submit a question at public question time. So, again, we'll put a link up, but have a look at Streets Alive Darabin for um, <clears throat> details about those projects proposed in Darabin and the um, proposal to uh, uh, rescind them. Can I, can I ask you, what does it take to get the rescind motion up? Oh, enough councillors to vote to overturn their original vote. Oh, so it's the councillors voting on the rescind and then it goes, before they actually rescind it, it goes to a public meeting? No. No? No. They, you, you have an opportunity at the council meeting to make a statement or question. Ah, yeah. Um, but the best thing is to really get in touch with your councillors and yep. let them know that you support the safety improvements going ahead because they will vote according to what they feel the community is telling them they want. So if they only hear from the people who uh, yep. want it overturned, they will believe. And this is one of those things where people are much less motivated to tell councillors when they're happy about something. Yep. So they tend to only hear from the people who are unhappy about it. Yep. And it can appear as if they're the majority. Yep. But usually they're not. No. It's just that when you're unhappy about something, you, you get very organised and vocal. Yeah. yeah. So um, those improvements would be great in Darabin and it would be a shame not to see them go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it puts a bit of a stymie on then decisions in the future, I would think, a bit as yeah. well. Yeah. And also, uh, on the other side, <laughs> the era. Oh, don't tell me they've discovered bicycles. <laughs> Sorry, pal. <laughs> um, in Glenara, there's a proposal um, oh. by the LXRA to um, – the building a protected bike lane, which yep. is great. Um, but it involves removing 100-plus really well-established trees on Queen Avenue. Yep. Um, and it's – so obviously that's caused a bit of disquiet in the community. Um, and it's a bit of a complicated one to unpack. Um, it's not a simple matter of, well, it's essential to do that to get the bike lane yep. in. There, it's a wide road. There's lots of room to leave the trees. Um, yeah. Share the space in ways so that you know you can still have the trees. People could still ride safely, and you would still have car movement. Yeah. Um, Glen Ira Bicycle User Group have said one of the two options presented was a, an on-road protected bi-directional bike lane. Um, I saw that. Yeah. Which. You know, in some situations, bi-directional bike lanes are not great, but on this particular section, it, it works quite well. There's not lots of destinations on that itself. No, it's a, yeah. Um, pedestrians will still have a path on either side of the road and uh, most of the trees would remain. Um, but for some reason, the LXRA are determined to go ahead they would replace they would plant replacement trees but these are very very well established yeah. trees and the canopy is so important to people walking and riding yeah it's you know it's the air conditioning for and active residents transport and everybody in yeah the area. so uh it's uh 
an odd um, barrow it, to push. <laughs> it, it, I'm not. It's. Um, it requires. I mean, I'm. They're not going to narrow the road. I think that's. Is that part of the problem? Obviously. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not really yeah. across the details, but they. Um, I'm just having a look here. Yeah. But it would it's be. Not a, yeah, it's not a. It's a wide road. It already has painted bike lanes on yeah, either yeah, side. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, it's a very speedy road, though. My yeah. memory of riding it, actually. Uh, although the bike lanes are quite wide, it's a. Um, you know, getting passed by people going 50k is a long there. Yeah, so you would yeah. still have a protected bike lane with yep. the option to. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. You can always lower the speed limit. Yeah. Uh, there's some of the things that actually local councils that haven't thought about some of those things before are um, going to have to start to address some of those questions. Well, it was a it's a Victorian government project. Yep. Um, the council originally supported it, but are now asking for alternative proposals. Um, which they said the LXRP have rejected. But, um, yeah, the, it just seems with so, so much space, why it's the trees that have to go, to go. Yeah. is, is uh, um, just seems it's uh, not really been thought no. out well. So, yeah, um, we'll post a link up to some of the information about that. Yeah. And it's an awful juxtaposition. They're not all those bike people. All they want to do is cut down all the trees. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's. I mean, I think um, it sets up yeah that dichotomy again, yeah. which is not Look useful. At those woke <laughs> cyclists. All they want to do is chainsaw all the trees, ruin <laughs> our life. And also, in, do, we, do we get on to the bad news? <laughs> well, yeah, got, that's why I'm waiting, because my one's a bad one. But anyway. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, leading up to Christmas, the Footscray Road Shared Path has been closed for long yes. periods. Mm. Um, and it was announced just before Christmas that it will be continue to be closed indefinitely. Yeah. So because of queuing trucks um, and... Apparently, an unwillingness to provide traffic management to make it safe. Yeah. So the the solution is we close that shared path. Uh, bike riders are being advised to take Dinan Road, and then the incredibly convoluted detour uh. around the Mooney Ponds Creek works. Uh. Um. And after this weekend, the, those will also be flooded. So then there's a second detour available via North and West Melbourne. So you can do a tour. I know. Of the, you know, West and North on your way to Dockland. If you want to look at earth moving equipment and a complete shambles, go for a ride down there. Yeah. Um, the One of the bridges due to be open, I'm not sure whether it is open, the what pedestrian one across there that was meant to link to... Footscray Road, but it's not there yet. It no. is a bit of a. I mean, all we can hope for is at the end of it, it ends up all right. But um, it's um, you'd be uh, tearing your hair out if you're, you know, from Bike West and riding across that road all the time. 
Well, and, you know, you kind of wonder if the issue is that trucks can't safely cross the path Yeah. while people are using it. I mean, you know, traffic management might be an option, but maybe everyone's on holidays. Yes, and they've been on holidays for a while as far as <laughs> yeah. this is concerned. Yeah. Bleeding obvious. <laughs> um, sorry, my cynical 2024. <laughs> um, After all those green lights. Oh, no. All of a sudden come to me, stop, stop, stop. Go no further, mm-hmm. go no further. Um, look, I always spruik um, a bit of um, a fellow American podcast, War on Cars. And they're, um, I mean, let's, this is, uh, you've seen it with Rishi Sunak, blah, 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 through the whole year about, um, you know, stopping the war on cars, you know, or Rishi's going to call truce against cars. But um, one of the, um, the guests I had on the other week, actually, uh, David Zipper, is a very good student and written a couple of books um, on the way American highway systems are designed, what's happening. Look, just over the last month, you know, I slag the um, big media as much as you like, you know, which they deserve to, but I've noticed on a couple of the fringe elements, one on a podcast from New York Times, which is a bit surprising, one from a podcast, Freakonomics, Warren Cars have always been doing, they've had the most enormous explosion in pedestrian deaths in America, when you know, from our last year, twenty twenty three, and our start to this year, we're heading down the same road. Oh, we're there. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, if you look at, um, I was surprised. Eighty percent of new car calls, new car sales in America are SUVs. We're at about ninety percent. We're already in front of that. But look, it's. Um, it was a very. I'd encourage. I'll put a link up to it. It's um, because it's one of those things that looks at all those things and. We all know there are no simple solutions to this. We've had a mixture of, you know, the more I listen to this, a lot of it has got to do with bad infrastructure apart from inattention and everything like that. But one of the ones that may, one of the comments that made me prick up Maria's a little bit as I was listening, it was one of the hosts, I can't remember, referred to him as the Ralph Nader for people outside of cars, <laughs> unsafe at any speed, unsafe <clears> at <throat> any distance. And look, it's um, when we're talking about low traffic neighbourhoods, same thing you can see in all the, a lot of these um, countries. And it's um, it's good to see it starting to get a bit of attention, whether how much it gets done or not is um, not, but the figures just are horrible. Yeah, you know, yeah. Absolutely horrible. Anything coming up on the radar? Look, there are, and this is uh, forward planning, they're not happening tomorrow, but two big dates for the year have been announced. One is the World Naked Bike Ride in Melbourne, February 24th. Oh, they're bringing it forward. Well done. So a warm one. A warm one, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And and the other important date for us all is, of course, Melbourne Roubaix. Yep. And that is going to be on Sunday, June the 30th. There we go. Put that in your diary, I'm that sure. That never change as much. There'll, there'll be announcements soon about uh, when and how you can get your tickets, maybe coming up towards March. <laughs> I didn't tell you what about. Along for one of the new critical mass rides um, uh, last year, and um, 
I'm having chat with somebody that I, I knew from, I'm going to put in air quotes here, bike shop world. Uh, and um, I said, oh, look, you know, um, we're talking about critical mass. And I said to her, you know, it's, um, I wouldn't have thought, you know, you're a critical mass sort of person. I'm not saying that you can pick them, but there's, anyway. And she said to me quite funnily, nah, I'm much more of a Roubaix person, to tell you the truth. I said, yeah, fair call. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And Uh, that that really is all we have time for today. Up Um, next. Coming up next is Shebop.